Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. There, that's a good unit. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. One, two, three. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. With Rami. I couldn't ask for a better group of young men, and they were huge in this decision. I love coaching them every single day. This is a very fun team. It's a very fun culture. It's very different. But I love these young men. I love them as my own sons. A lot of times, it's at times easy for coaches to pick up and leave and go different places. And these are very, very special people. And I believe in what we can do here at the University of Minnesota because of them. Are you guys fired up? This is a big weekend of football. Football! This is one of the, Fired dare off. I say, when you combine Vikings with Gophers, and I get there have been bigger Vikings weekends of football where, like, I don't know, they're playing in the NFC Championship game or something. I'm excited for my go- my first Gopher experience tomorrow. Yeah. My first TCF Bank Stadium you experience. You suck. You what get you to Because you get to go. You've, your first experience is going to be. As it should be. College football playoff rank 17, which is, by the way, BS. They should not be behind Wisconsin and Michigan. And college football ranked four. I was thinking back today to how many like significant in, in my time just following. Well, forget that my lifetime. How many like huge Gopher games? Now there have been colossal meltdowns, which you don't forget. But how many huge Gopher games have there been where you're just? And, and by the way, the Michigan game in 2003, for as painful young Phil Mackey as that was, I looked that up today. That was Big Ten game three. Okay. So yeah, it like was early. right, right, right. So, but it wasn't. You know, if that had been the last game or the penultimate game of that year, and you would, and they had melted down, and it cost you the Rose Bowl trip, that would have been really tough. But that was. But this is this is with four games left. Yeah. So name me what's even really all that close as far as well, heck, let's say the last fifty years. No, this is. I mean, like I said, there's been bigger Vikings weekends, but when, oh, you, sure, when yeah. you combine. How big this Gopher game is tomorrow, with how big of a regular season game that Sunday night game against Dallas is for the Vikings. Sure, this is one of the bigger Gopher Viking football weekends of my lifetime. Going back to how do you feel? When was the last time there was something like this, where both teams were playing big games same weekend? It's happened. There's well, like to to the 2003, the Gophers played some big games in 2003, and the Vikings were the Vi- actually the Vikings started six and zero in 2003 and missed the playoffs later on that year. So that was a thing. Um, so what? So what's your individual? So b- breaking up these games, Gophers Vikings. What's your feeling about both? Like how? Like how do? Because I'm very, I'm very different here. Gophers, I say, okay, show me something. But you've blown through your schedule impressively. 
So I'm not going to be, I, I got to admit, it sort of is freaking me out, but <laughs> I'm not expecting like some colossal failure. Vikings, I'm very much in, oh, well, now Linval Joseph's not going to play. I'm very skeptical about the Vikings. Sure. The Gophers, I'm actually not. Uh, here's my thought on the Gophers. And by the way, we're going to do an exercise here at, at, at some point here early in the show. And we'll talk to Jason Fitz on why uh, game day snubbed the Twin Cities <laughs> at 440. We'll talk to Adam Weber, Gopher, former Gopher quarterback, in about an hour from now. But um, I think to answer your question, I just expect them to throw punches with Penn State. I do not expect the Gophers to win tomorrow. I think it's I think it's you are way out ahead of your skis if you expected them to start in this position 8-0 and then expect them to beat one of the top 5 teams in the country. But I expect them based on their 8-0 start and based on everything PJ Fleck has built here to get in the ring and throw some punches with Penn State. Don't get embarrassed at home tomorrow on national TV. If they lose the game, I know that I'm 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 saying a moral victory essentially is what I would be happy with, but I think that's I think that's acceptable at this stage in go for football. Go out, make it close, go lose twenty eight to twenty four, and okay. then then go take care of business against Iowa and Wisconsin. Was that your pep speech? Was that your your, yeah. <laughs> your motivational Ro- speech? Roll the boat, right. pep talk. Roll Do the not boat. Afraid to be legendary. <laughs> And cover the spread. <laughs> the boat is going to spring leaks. <laughs> men. He always starts it with men. Yeah, he does. Men. You just gave the just most... don't get your asses. Just kicked, don't it? embarrass us. That's all we're looking for. You just gave the most impassioned. You're going to lose speech. I think I've ever heard. They, like you ended it with basically. I expect a close loss, but a good loss. They probably will. Like they probably win this game one you, or two times out of ten. But if you right? throw, but if you throw punches with them, you should have a, a really good chance. But do you expect the Gophers to win this game tomorrow? I, no. Okay. I okay. I'll reverse and engineer what you guys just said and say this. I don't expect them to lose the game. Which ordinarily every time I would. Well, if you don't expect them to lose, that means you expect them to win. I expect it to be really. Yeah, I, you I, just I, delivered like the Trent Dilfer <laughs> take. You can't. What was, what was his take again? Like, you can't not not score points and win or something like what? <laughs> I expect it to be a very close game, and I'm not going to be surprised if they win. That's what's weird. But are you saying you expect them to win? I don't know which way it goes, but I don't expect a loss. Is what I'm saying. Okay. I automatically am not going to that stadium tomorrow saying this team is going to lose. What uh, Scoggins told me on Conduits of Trouble, our podcast that you can find right now, scorenorth.com, and all those good places, of course, Rami. Scorenorth mobile app, totally free. Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. He told me Penn State's corners are very small and not very good. Their pass defense struggles. Listen, boys, Bateman and Johnson are NFL players. Look at Big this positive Judd right now. NFL it's throwing play. me off my game. I know, but it's weird. But that's but <laughs> I feel like off I, I feel like I feel like <laughs> the Judd I know would be sitting here today saying, "Hey, brace yourselves." No, the Gophers of my life have never paid you off in this moment. I feel like that's that's the Judd I expected today. You know what though? It's, you're like throwing like you're fighting got, left-handed. They've got players though. They've got players on defense. They've got the the quarterback I like. I don't think he's great, but I don't think that he needs to be great. But if Penn State is susceptible on the outside with their corners, think about this. The Gophers have three, at least three kids who are big-time college receivers, right? Ottman Bell, who's their third guy, is damn good. Mm-hmm. Bateman, I think, is unbelievable. He doesn't drop anything. And Johnson is really, really good. Mm-hmm. So if you can exploit that, 
let's say to the tune of 14 points or something, you're not in bad shape. Also, one of the one it's of the, just interesting. One of the best things about PJ Fleck is, and you know, pe- people can criticize him and they can call him a used car salesman. Um, I think he's great. I'm glad he signed a contract extension that keeps him around at least for another year. And I think what he's been most brilliant at is getting players to play above their level. And we've said that for years about this program. You're not just going to be able to all of a sudden like get the right. Like I think sometimes people think, well, if you get the right coach in, then you're just going to all of a sudden get a bunch of four star recruits, and then you go. It's like no. Whether it's in college basketball or college football, if you're if you're you know the 40th or 50th program in the country, you're not just going to snap unless you hire Urban Meyer. In which case, all right, you hire Nick Saban. Now you're going to get four star recruits overnight. But it usually starts with a program playing above its head for a year, like the Gophers are. You go and inexplicably win like two extra games than you were supposed to, and you get a national spotlight on you, and then you ride that wave into better recruiting the next year. And so I think that's kind of where they're at. They're like two wins better than they should be right now, and maybe they can sneak out a couple wins against ranked teams, and then maybe they get two extra four-star recruits out of it because, hey, everyone's having fun at this program, and P.J. Flex, uh, he's a fun guy. This thing is getting off the off the rails, guys. Your gopher optimism is just off the Judge just basically predicted they'd beat Penn State tomorrow. Now you got them winning multiple games that they're not favored in, getting four star recruits. Yes. You guys are drinking they, the gopher you guys are drinking the gopher players. Kool-Aid today. The gopher Kool-Aid is flowing. Yes, proudly. Here's my yes. picture is being passed I'm, around the stu- the TCL broadcast studios. My observation of this program now is this, and it's probably the most important thing. This program and the culture around the entire football program for a long time has been one of you go into games like this, close to this, I guess, basically defeated, right? And something's going to go wrong, and you know it. There's going to be a, a, a snap that the punter's going to drop. There's going to be 38 points or 31 points given up in the fourth quarter to an Ohio State or a Michigan. The one thing I think is incredibly important beyond the fact that that the most important thing is I think they've got some players now, some really good players. But the other thing is it with P.J. Fleck, I don't think he cares about anything that's happened. And that cloud always seemed to me to follow everybody. Well, probably not Holtz, but it followed everybody else, it seemed like, right? Mason. Glenn Mason was a good coach. I really do believe that. But the cloud seemed to follow him, and the cloud seemed to follow everybody. What's going to go wrong next? And Fleck, to his credit, and I think this is just because of how he's wired, doesn't give a damn. He just doesn't care. And that's an incredibly important thing because if you don't care, then your players either don't know about it or they don't care. Yeah, that's and that's the that's the what you just said is the biggest credit, and I think it's the most important thing P.J. Fleck has done, which is he has essentially insulated the entire program and he has walled off all of the the bad that's history. That's what Chip was saying, too. Same thing. He's he's walled off the bad history, and he has embraced... How, how many times have you heard anyone, a fan, a player, a coach, an athletic director, in and around Gopher football, regularly reference seven national championships? Now, he always says, I get that it hasn't happened in 50 or 60 years or whatever, uh, but he has literally like taken 50 years of embarrassment and flushed it and has connected everything that happened in the glory years to 2019 and says, this is Gophers football. And you can call it marketing, you can call it used car salesmen, but it's working. Well, and the, the one thing, Phil, that we've said since the day PJ got that job, and, and because you are, you're more into, I think, 
his ways than me. Oh, Phil is in the but boat. the one thing, but the one Phil's thing that, that Phil and I, rowing. the one thing that you, that we have both agreed with since the day he signed that, that contract, he's literally as you miming roll, rowing as he right rows away and rolling his chair through the studio. If you recall, if you can stop at Ridiculous. your microphone long enough to address <laughs> what I'm about to tell you. Seriously, Hold on. I'm on shore right now. <laughs> Seriously, this Kool Aid. This show has gone so <laughs> sideways gone the last so two sideways. days between me rapping and now him rowing. Um, oh, stay tuned, by the way. Excellent. It's this. <laughs> it's this. That what he does was and does and will continue to work with kids. Yes. So, like, if and, you're me and adults like me. Well, yeah, but you're not that old. But I'm. Look, look, I'm 40. <laughs> that old. You're not that old, but I'm going to be 50 next week. Yeah. And I look at it and I'm like, I don't know if I would like this. Pete Najarian said the exact same thing. You you asked the question at the state fair, I believe, Rami, that you said to him flat out, would you like this? And he's like, I really wouldn't like it that much because, and I liked Holtz, which is also fair game, totally fine. But if you think about it, what does this work with? These kids love this stuff, and, and it helps to provide the insulation, again, of not not going into a game like this being like, oh, we're the Gophers. Yeah. Well, and that works in college because you're yeah. all, you're constantly cycling the roster. Kids are only going to be around Correct. for four years at the most. P.J. Fleck could get exhausting after more than four well, years, I would imagine. And pro football players would probably be like, dude, you got to stop this exactly. right now. Exactly, yeah. But yeah, if you're 20 years old. Like, I get paid. You don't, you don't need to motivate me. You right. don't need to come up with all these isms. Yeah, but like what here's like people people chide him for the isms and and you know there's no, I'm good I, with them. I like them actually. But the isms have substance behind them. Rolling. Yes. The, the, there's all these comparisons and I think they have stopped this year to Tim Brewster. And like <laughs> Tim Brewster had isms too. Actually, can you turn me up here Jonathan? Tim Brewster had isms. You know, if you're going bear hunting, you better be prepared to go get the bear. Like they meant nothing. <laughs> what do you mean it meant what nothing? What does that even no, mean? It means if you go to Chicago to play the Bears, in fact, you know what? He should have talked to the Vikings before uh, week four this year. You know, if you're going bear hunting, you better be prepared to go get the bear. He's just like saying words. and <laughs> You better, if you, if you want some, come get some. Or you, you know, if, if you want some, you better bring some. It's like he... It's like it's like he got drunk one night and just started writing down like the like the most random thing. Drunk one and, night and PJ too and much P- sake. <laughs> Tim Brewster drinks sake. Oh, too much. <laughs> uh, I think I think PJ Fleck when he talks about like change your best and people can mock him. He's got all these isms like change mm-hmm. your best, but there's actual substance behind it. It means go get better. Wake up in the morning and think about getting better, and you can. You know, maybe it's kind of corny, and maybe if you're like Judd and you're this 50, is, but there's substance behind his isms. This is kind of what I said about Kirk Cousins, which is that, like, those guys are probably genuine, and it might be too much for you, but if you don't, if you just want to see, if you see that and you just go, that's fake, that's phony, nobody's really that good and that motivated and that high energy all the time, and I've done it. I'm talking about myself when I say this. Those are your own insecurities coming through. Like, that's just because I... I don't want to push myself as hard as B.J. Fleck pushes himself every day. I'm not going to lie. I couldn't do it. I'd be you, asleep. You don't by, want to leap out of bed with I'd the, be asleep, already clothed? Dude, I'm already having trouble keeping my eyes open past like 10, 11 since I, since I turned 40 years old. Like, There's no I'd problem have, with that. I'd have to go to bed at about 6.30 if I had P.J. Fleck's energy on a daily basis. <laughs> Can't do it. Yeah. So um, the other game this weekend taking place, Sunday night. By the way, Vikings vent line. You can hear right after the Vikings and Cowboys get done squaring off. Let's play a little uh, little game here, okay? Let's and then let's also do this with the Gophers. But let's start with what would a win mean on Sunday for the Vikings? 
And what would a loss mean on Sunday for the Vikings? Judd. A win would mean that they are at least on the path to being the type of contender that we assumed going into 2019 that they could be, and they have not proven that so far because they've lost at Green Bay. They've lost at Chicago and KC last Sunday. So a win would put them on the right track. I'm not saying that that would be a permanent thing, but it would be a step in that direction. A loss a loss would mean, I think, that you can sort of at least start on the outskirts of, of planning for the future and looking because you might be a playoff team, but if you lose again on Sunday... Now now you are, what, 10 weeks in, correct? Mm-hmm. With no really impressive wins. You've got four defeats of teams that you should, I'm not saying that you're going to beat them all, but you've got four defeats of teams that if you're really good, you win at least two, if not three. And two of those games previously in Green Bay and Kansas City were there. So I really believe that over the next month and these three games of Dallas, Denver, and Seattle – you are going to get clarity of where you are for 2019 and really 2020. Yeah, I don't know if I'd go quite that far to say that this game is going to determine what you do beyond this season. But just from my own standpoint and my perception of the Vikings, if they don't win this game, I don't know that they can get my confidence back up to a point where I think they can realistically win a Super Bowl. Because I've sort of been right on the line and jumping back and forth over that line. of Yeah, they could do it. No, they probably can't. And right now I'm on the they can't side of that line. And if they lose, I'm going to be further from that line than I've ever been. It's going to be hard for me to jump back over to the side that actually believes that this Vikings team has a legitimate shot at winning a Super Bowl. Yeah, I'm not riding. I'm not letting my view and my perspective on the Vikings beyond 2019 hinge on this game alone. It's a big game, and I see where Judd is coming from. And it definitely helps inform that decision. But I wouldn't go as far as to say this one game is going to determine which road I take. But as far as this season goes, I'm probably out on the Vikings as any sort of real contender or even a team that can go on a run and bring home a Lombardi trophy. If they lose this game, I don't rule them out because I, th- I still think what matter what, what happens at the end of November and then into December matters too. You can lose this game and then bounce back and beat the Broncos and the Seahawks. This is where I disagree a little bit with Judd's opinion earlier in the week that you've got to win these next three to prove you're a Super Bowl contender. Actually, I think I think the back end of that stretch is more important. If you lose this game, but then you come back and you beat Denver at home like you should, and then you beat Seattle on Monday night on national television, now I'm feeling, okay, now I'm kind of back. Um, so I, I don't think... I think getting smoked in this game is a problem because it perpetuates a lot of narratives into realities um, or actually just perpetuates a lot of realities like the Kirk Cousins primetime winning opponent road thing. If you win, it puts you back in the mix among the best teams in the NFC. It really does. If you go on the road in this situation and you beat the Cowboys, not only does it put you right there with Green Bay still at the top of the division, you're only a game back of them. Um, it keeps you ahead of everybody in the NFC East, and it, it, it keeps you at least within striking distance of the New Orleans Saints for possibly playing a home playoff game. I think the problem is if you lose this game, there's almost no way you can play a home playoff game in your first uh, in your first round. There's, there's no way you can be one of the top two seeds, I should say. Mm-hmm. And I think for the Vikings to get to the Super Bowl, they almost have to have one of the top two seeds. And the fact that San Francisco's 8-0 and you're already a couple games behind them, you're three games back in the loss column, Like you're, you're not going to get the top seed in the NFC at this point. That ship has sailed. 
Um, so I think if you lose, you can rule out any of that talk. And if we're sitting here saying, well, if they can just get in, are they going to win three games, no. most of them road games? No. Like, you got to think about that. They have to play at home at least once or twice to give yourself a real shot. So that's where I'm at. By the way, if they lose this game, too, they will have as many losses as the, as the Detroit Lions have. Well, Think about that. And they will have no really impressive wins. You've won six games, but you have yet to win a game where we walk away being like, you know, that that's a really good win. Mm-hmm. This would be that, especially now. No Thielen, no Joseph against Ezekiel Elliott and the Cowboys. Good luck stopping the run, too, boys. Yeah, this was Dalvin Cook, by the way, talking about Zeke Elliott. Yeah, but everybody's different. Zeke's been putting in the work since day one, since he walked in. And I just think that's what it all comes back to, just putting in the work and you know, not looking for a payday, just just looking to get wins and looking to do good things for the organization. It'll pay off. It'll pay itself off. Uh, I have three Zimmer sound bites that are all like one second long. Was he short in his press conference? He or? was very short today. Oh, I think okay. I think I know why too. Okay, this is uh, Mike Zimmer on uh, Linval Joseph. Yeah. He's out. This all is right. Mike Zimmer. Uh, thoughts on picking up Anderson Dejo? Mm-hmm. We thought he, he could help us. Okay, all right. And, uh, this is Mike Zimmer on uh, losing Epps. Things happen all the time. That's I think a, we know all we need to know. That's guys. classic Zim. That's classic. <laughs> we got Zim. all the answers we I, need ahead of Sunday's big Sunday night matchup. I bet you it's gotten back to Mike that that uh, the decision, which is still very odd, to claim Sandejo from the Eagles has been thoroughly ripped up and down because it's such a boneheaded move. How great would it be if they made a montage out of that for Sunday night football? Like you know how sometimes they have like a coach screaming and he's out yelling out motivational he's things out. to their team. Like we thought he, he could help us. Things happen all the time. Can he's we out. play that over NFL Films music? <laughs> <laughs> and I'll he's be out. I'll be big voice guy. <laughs> he's out. We thought he, he could help us. Things happen all the time. He's out. This Sunday night from Dallas. He's out. Mike Zimmer and the Minnesota Vikings. We thought he, he could help us. Visit the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> Things happen all the time. On NBC. We thought he, he could help us. <laughs> He's out. Oh. He's out. <laughs> so what's wrong, Mike? <laughs> He's out. Thanks, Mike. Really appreciate that. Appreciate that. Um, okay, same question for the Gophers. Yeah. Same question. What would a win mean for the Gophers, and what would a loss mean for the Gophers? Uh, a win a win would validate in a big way a lot of the things that they're doing because I think everybody, or I shouldn't say that, I think a lot of people right now go back to the fact that they've played a lot of weak teams and they've beaten the crap out of those teams, but everyone's saying, well, those last four games, right? Starts with Penn State. If you beat the fourth-ranked team in the college football playoff poll, you have... One, taking a step, a significant step, I think at the very least towards a Rose Bowl berth, which I don't care that's not part of the playoff, would be an absolutely huge deal here. And it would validate, okay, we kick the living snot out of Rutgers and Maryland and all those teams, but guess what then? We came back and beat a top-five team. I, I think it takes the entire program towards a different step, which honestly sort of scares me because I don't, it's going to be very intriguing to see. Like I've never been there before. I've never seen it before. Right. But if they, in this but if they lose, I think a lot of people are, and especially, well, the eye test too, and and scoreboard test too. If they lose, let's say thirty-eight to ten or something, 
then I think a lot of people say you beat a lot of bad teams, and this is pretty much in their mind, same old Gophers. It's not, but I think that's the I think that's the narrative. If they lose, it validates the college football playoff committee's decision to rank them 17th going into the game. How are they behind Wisconsin? Exactly. I don't care. Honestly, this ranking so, I know, but this it's ranking still, doesn't matter because they get a chance to prove it. But you know what bugs tomorrow. me? Stupidity. And putting them is behind Wisconsin is yes. Wisconsin's in the Big Ten West with you. Are you sure that Wisconsin? They, are you sure that the Gophers are better than Wisconsin? I'm not. Common opponents: Illinois. They lost to them. You didn't. Like, just use common sense. I feel like Wisconsin's better than Minnesota until Minnesota proves it. And I get that they have the axe, so some people might say they already proved it. Um, I'm not. I mean, I, what I, I get? I'm not. A, I'm not offended. I mean, it doesn't by matter. But, to, but to Judd's point, what like, else do they have to prove? The last time these two teams met, they beat Wisconsin. And like opponent, they have a better record than them this season. And when you look at the only familiar common opponent that they have, Minnesota won and Wisconsin lost. Like, what else do they have to put on their resume to get ahead of Wisconsin, short of beating Wisconsin yeah. in a few weeks? I think it's less about the common opponent that they played and the fact that uh, with slightly different rosters that they, you know, the Gophers have the axe. I, I really think it's more about the committee looking at the strength of schedule to this point and saying, "All right, it's great that you're eight no, but." You literally have not played anybody worth a damn, and you'll have a chance to prove it. I think well, the, the committee loves to set teams up to prove it, and if, that's what they're doing here. If they had won, if the Gophers' average margin of victory against those teams was, let's say, five points or something, then I would say, Phil, you're exactly right. But you're killing them. You're kicking the snot out of those teams. That's why. And it just, to me, it lacks common sense. If Wisconsin had one loss, I might also be like, okay, that's fine. Yeah. But they've lost two games. Well, a loss, to answer my question, I guess, I, the, a loss would mean that the committee was right. A, a, a blowout loss would mean that the committee is right. A close loss would mean that you're probably a top 15 team and you still have a, sh- a shot to maybe win out the rest of your schedule. A win is the uncharted territory that Judd re- references here. Frightens me. And it shouldn't frighten you. Because if they win, no, if it if they win, it validates everything. There's nothing to be scared of anymore. If they win, they're just one of the best teams in the country. Don't Not fear like greatness, Judd. Don't fear greatness. Don't be afraid to be legendary. That's myism. Don't be afraid to be legendary. We thought he, he could help us. <laughs> no, Zimmer, we're, we're getting pumped here. Man, Any, anything is, is possible. <laughs> What's that click be, behind his uh, when when he says that he's out? There's like it sounds like a baseball bat. Like a baseball. Yeah. We thought he, he could help us. No, the one where he says he's, he's out. out. He's out. That sounds like it's batting practice. It almost sounds like a crack of the bat. It's Mitch Garver. <laughs> he's out. Like if somebody is just ra- randomly still, taking BP. He's still hitting bombs. Yeah. He couldn't stop. Silver Slugger. <laughs> Can't be stopped. <laughs> hey, Mitch, can you keep it down over there? <laughs> nope. Hitting bombs. Just flexing. <laughs> what happened <laughs> in the playoffs, Mitch? Uh, Mitch Garber, by the way, on the uh, Scorner Twin Show today, talking about his uh, Silver Slugger. Slugger. Ian Nelson Cruz. I I would use that Silver Slugger in batting practice one time next year. See how far you can hit a ball with that uh, Silver Bat. Probably dent. I'd imagine that would probably dent. It's not full? I thought there was I don't think think that's solid. That's not a solid bat of Silver. It'd be a little heavy, wouldn't it? no way. That's his (laughs) on-deck weighted bat. That'd be awesome. Bring it out on deck, throw it down, start warming up with it. That would be outstanding. Just intimidate the pitcher. Yeah, I got one of these. Put a bat weight on that thing. If that thing is solid silver and not at least partly hollow, that's impressive. (laughs) Super impressive. Melt it down. Sauce, baby. Sell it off. Uh, We got to take a quick break here. And when we come back... In the uh, next segment, Jason Fitz will join us from ESPN. And now Jason Fitz was the one that was telling us, leading us on for weeks, saying game day could show up. And instead, they chose Tuscaloosa. Liar. So we're going <laughs> to shake him down for answers. Plus, write that down. It's a write that down Friday. 
in about a half hour. And Adam Weber, former Gophers quarterback, will join the show. Mackie and Joe with Rami, Score North, and the Score North app. Federated Mutual Insurance Company is a proud supporter of Gophers Athletics. In fact, uh, they're very charitable, and for every single turnover forced defensively, Federated donates $1,000 to Big Brothers, Big Sisters. And I don't know how many turnovers the Gophers are going to force tomorrow in that game, but if they force a couple, probably gives them a better chance to win. And a couple thousand bucks goes to Big Brothers, Big Sisters, uh, courtesy of Federated. Federated's been around for over 100 years, helping business owners develop game plans that, uh, that that help you recover smoothly in case something goes wrong with your business. You get that peace of mind, and you can get on with running your business, helping your employees, and uh, making sure that everything is right and ready to go. Federatedinsurance.com is a great spot to find out about all the industries that they protect, and it's a great place to find your local Federated marketing representative and get that face-to-face relationship. Federated, it's our business to protect yours. Jonathan here with the Score North Download. This one brought to you by the Think Great Foundation. Celebrate Veterans Day and support our military spouses on November 11th. The Think Great Foundation will award $25,000 in academic scholarships. Support the families that support our freedom. The Score North Podcast Network consists of more than a dozen shows from Purple Daily and Raised by Wolves to The Scoop with Doogie and Royce and Jane. You can find a full list of these Minnesota sports podcasts over at scorenorth.com and the Score North mobile app or just search Score North, S-K-O-R North, anywhere you find your podcast. If you missed the news yesterday, Mitch Garver and Nelson Cruz were awarded the Silver Sluggers for the American League this season. Mitch Garver actually joined Derek Wetmore over on the Score North Twin Show. That's been your Score North download. Now back to Mackie and Judd with Rami, but first, Phil's going to introduce our next guest. This is DJ Jazzy Judd. Machiavelli? <laughs> In this Kilimanati? All through your body? The blows like a 12-gauge shoddy? Oh, feel me. And God said he should send his one begotten son to lead the wild in the ways of the man. Follow me. Eat my flesh. Flesh and my flesh. Come with me. Hail Mary. What do we have here? We'll do hit him up next. Now, now, do you want to ride or die? La-da-da-da-da. La-la-la. <laughs> I ain't a killer, but don't push me. Revenge like the sweetest joy. Next to getting... Yeah, Pictures, paragraphs, yeah, unloaded. <laughs> Wise words being quoted. Peeping the weakness in the rap game and sewed it. Have you been reached out to by record labels after yesterday? Not yet. No? Oh, my no, God. Not one call? I'm waiting. I'm still waiting. Not one my call? phone, no texts, no calls, no emails, nothing. <laughs> after that. Dre hasn't called. I did play it last <laughs> night. I rather enjoyed it. I like. I still love the la di da 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 da. It's like all of a sudden the Partridge Family breaks out. That's not how it goes. That's how it reads. No, no that's how it reads. Yeah, it is. It goes la 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 la. That's how it reads, man. I was going by the script. Oh, I I took this. Well, actually, I didn't take the entire script because if I had, we'd all be fired right now. <laughs> be, Thank you for that. Bad. By the way, what's the next hit on DJ Jazzy Judd's playlist? I like my freestyling on the uh, twins personally, but that was that was my own favorite. If I'm the twins, I'm calling me right now. I'm thinking about 2020 ad campaigns. I mean, they just announced a bunch of uh, front office promotions. I feel like a marketing promotion for Judd Zolgan. Yeah, exactly right. Twins organization. Mm-hmm. We're getting a bunch of tweets here, by the way, off the uh, the last segment, and. Um, Chad says, listening to Judd Zolgat being the positive one about the Gophers, what is going on with five question marks? Um, yeah, where 
Where does this positivity come from? This is very this is very unjud like to go into this Gophers game and say, I feel like there's a really good chance. Well, you're you're always the one that tells people, hey, your sports joy needs to slow down. Okay, slow your sports. Well, joy. I'm not, I'm not over my skis here saying they're going to win by ten or something. But listen, what? Okay, what have they done? In fairness to them, what have they done to make us think? it's hopeless or going to go wrong. The quarterback is competent. If this is Leidner, then yeah, I'm, I'm. oh, no, 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 no. But the quarterback is competent. The run game is solid. The receivers, who, by the way, could be potentially sitting on big days, they're good. The offensive line's not great, but it's not a what I would call a disaster, right? The defense has some nice parts. Winfield's a really good player. I am more than willing to give chances. Now, if they go out there and get blown out, then I was completely wrong, and I'll say that, and on Monday we can talk about what a disappointment that was. But to me, the the reason why the Vikings right now frustrate me is because they've had chances and they're blowing them. And, you know, don't then beat Detroit and be like, oh, that's the greatest. No, that's not. But what has this team done? If the Gophers were, if the non-conference games that they won, which I think were all pretty close. I I think the biggest margin of victory was seven, okay? If that had kept up against Maryland and Rutgers and and the the bad Big Ten teams, then I'd be like, okay, yeah, you know what? It's not enough. But they're killing those teams. Right now, they're they're destroying teams. That Maryland game, Maryland was done by the first quarter. They might as well have gotten on the bus and gone home. So my positivity is because the Gophers have done nothing to make me negative. That's why. The Vikings yeah. have. I'm negative on them because they're showing me. They're not showing me nearly enough. You can usually find something. You know, if, I know you, Judd Zelgad. Okay, you know what I would say if I thought the quarterback was not that good. Like if I thought the quarterback was on the verge, if he had gotten just lucky and was on the verge of a dumb meltdown type of game. But Tanner Morgan, I think, is just solid, which is which is more than enough. That's fine, dude. Here's another thing too. Another. Uh, another feather in your positivity cap. So Tanner Morgan, this is not a shot. He's playing wonderfully. He's 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 not the most talented quarterback in my life watching go for football. We're going to talk to one of them, Adam Weber, in about 45 minutes. Poor guy. Like if Adam Weber had gone through P.J. Fleck's <laughs> Four coordinators, Rami. Four coordinators. Ridiculous. But if P.J. Fleck and his system can get this level of play out of Tanner Morgan, and it helps yeah. to have these wide receivers, yep. I mean, what happens if you get – an actual like blue chip level talented high school kid in here, and you run him through the same things, and he's got a couple NFL wide receivers. I mean, it really does make you think down the road, whether it's a couple years from now or what, whatever. But I'm I'm very comfortable going into this game tomorrow, just flat out saying, I don't know, sure. I have no idea. Sure, I don't know. I'm at peace with it either way. I think the worst case scenario is a nine and three regular season, and although that'd be kind of a buzzkill if they did lose three of their last four. I think all of us would have taken a 9-3 and three regular season before the year started, which also means an above 500 conference record. I mean, how many times have they finished above 500 in conference in the last 30 or 40 years? Even with some good Mason seasons, they, it wasn't like they were going 5-3 and three in conference every year. So I'm very comfortable saying, I don't know what's going to happen, and this is all kind of gravy, and well, we'll see where the chips fall. It's gravy from here on forward? Yes, this year. This okay. year. All right. Yeah. I don't. I, there's just no reason... There's no reason to hold them. Well, here's a question. I'll just flip this into a question. Is there any reason after the 8-0 start to hold the Gophers to some sort of high standard in the next month? Because I don't think there is. Like, beat beat Northwestern. 
for sure. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and, and beat either Iowa or Wisconsin would be nice. I think that's that fair, would yeah. be, That would be nice. That's I would fair. say a 2-2 two and two finish to the season the one would thing, be my expectation. The one thing I will say is, and this is probably dumb on my part, but because the schedule lacks Michigan, the Buckeyes, and those teams, the one thing you'd really like to see is this is this is a favorable year with what is clearly, I think, a good team, right? Good team fair? Mm-hmm. To make the Rose Bowl, which in my lifetime I want. I want one of them. Then they have to win tomorrow. Yes. If they, if right, I mean, pretty much. Yes. There's almost no way, unless Penn State wins and then loses a bunch of games after that, there's almost no way they can make the Rose Bowl if they don't beat Penn State. But that is, but I think it's obtainable. It might be a lot to ask, but I think it, it's obtainable. And how many years in our lifetime, or again, forget our lifetimes, go back 50 years right now, how many years have you? Have Gopher fans gone into a season saying Rose Bowl's obtainable? Yeah, I, <laughs> once for me, once Maybe. for me, it was once. Yeah, <laughs> that's, so that's, that's the one thing that I'd really love. Time, Thirty-four Pasadena, years old, ridiculous. I want Pasadena. I think that'd be just so. It'd be, it'd be Is the Rose so Bowl intriguing. still what it used to be, though? Probably yeah. not, but I don't care. Danny and I both said today on uh, Score North Live weekdays noon to two here on Score North on fifteen hundred scorenorth dot com the Score North mobile app. The Rose Bowl just doesn't. Like some of the shininess has worn off the Rose Bowl since the college football playoff. Don't steal my joy. Is it still a big thing for people? For I, Gophers fans? I think it would be. Yes, I think it would be. You know what? You're, for, you're right. I think your point is right. For Ohio Rami? State? No. Yeah. If, if Ohio State misses out on the on the college football playoff and they play in the Rose Bowl, will they be celebrating? No. If the Gophers, the Gophers? And we're not going to say, well, you know, it's not what it used to be. I'm telling you, it's not part of the college football playoff this year. I don't care. If you have the Gophers playing in Pasadena, California on January 1st, 2020, personally, I'm all in. I think it'd be awesome. For sure. I would, mentally, I would treat that just like you would 20 years ago. Okay. There's no difference when it comes to, when it comes to the Gophers and a Rose Bowl, there's no difference in my mind compared to 20 years ago. Okay. And I just Uh, take it because I think it'd be. Really, really fun to see. Yeah. So, uh, Mackie and Judd with Rami, and we will be sitting in the luxury area of TCF Bank Stadium yeah, tomorrow. <laughs> and uh, this will be Rami's first ever go for football of, game in the Twin Cities. What kind of grub? What kind of drinks we're working with here? For sure, hot dogs. Okay. You a hot dog guy at all? I mean, yeah, but I figured we're in the luxury suite. I'll bring the ketchup. Ass. Is there corn dogs? I don't think they have corn dogs, wow, but you're man. welcome to wear the corn dog suit to the game. Keep that ketchup to yourself. I'm bringing the ketchup, boys. You okay? keep that ketchup to yourself. The ketchup's though, yeah. no. coming. What needs to happen? Actually, uh, we'll bring Jason Fitz into this conversation. To Jason Fitz, you can find him early in the mornings here on Score North on 1500 on your drive into work, and also as part of Countdown to College Game Day. What uh, what needs to happen for our producer Jonathan to don a corn dog costume and run across the field during Penn State Minnesota tomorrow? Uh, the, a day. I mean, like, is there a reason you wouldn't don the costume like that? That's what I'm a little lost on. Like, hello, what, what happened to anything for content? The number of things I've done that I'm not proud of for ESPN. I mean, I, I, where, where is that costume? Is pretty low on that. I mean, I, I, that's, that's a good idea. I say you do it. I mean, good Lord. And by the way, the only proper condiment for a, for a corn dog is mustard, not ketchup. But, but that's fine. Ketchup Thank goes you. on everything, Jason. Jason. Ketchup goes on everything. Thank you. Sure, if you can't afford barbecue sauce, then yeah, I guess ketchup. <laughs> Times are tough, Jason. Times are tough. Ketchup. <laughs> 
Oh, oh it's amazing how uh, like I I just feel like we should never all hang out one place because we're just gonna get really fat. Like every time we talk about food, it's <laughs> true. Just, it's simple. We're all gonna get really large. Yeah, this all started with a state fair. Of, I think it was a state fair. Didn't you judge something at the state fair, food related, when you were on with us two months ago? I don't even remember. But uh, no, but we we talked enough about the food that I'm okay. in next year. Like I'm, I'm an uninvited guest. It's just gonna crash the party next year. And I'm going to wear a bib, and we're just going to see where things go. So, <laughs> so how close, for those of us, I think we all kind of knew that once once it was obvious that Alabama and LSU were going to be playing each other, we, we all kind of knew that that's bad luck and game day is probably not going to show up. But was it? do you have any idea, was it a legit conversation between the number one, number two game versus the Penn State Gophers game, or was it just a no-brainer, go to Tuscaloosa? I don't have a real idea. I get a sense, though, that this one was pretty cut and dry because we knew that how important this game is this weekend, obviously. Uh, that being said, I, I can tell you I, I was in the production meeting today, and, and one of the long conversations was how are we making sure that the, the Minnesota-Penn State game gets enough love because it, it is any other weekend, it's the game of the weekend. I mean, it's clear. Any other weekend, it's the game we're all talking about. And, you know, it's, it's unfortunate, but uh, I, I also think that, these are the, we have to look sort of where Minnesota's been and where Minnesota's going and look at this and say, okay, may not happen now, but the, the path is still in front of them. I mean, they're, they're still as much as nobody wants to give Minnesota a fighting chance in this game, and I understand that. The, the path is still there, but the, all eyes are going to be on Minnesota if they can find a, a way to, to do what so many people think is possible and, and beat Penn State. I think the peak for, for most Minnesota fans this year would be if this Gophers team could somehow work their way into the Rose Bowl. I said just before we brought you on, Jason, that the Rose Bowl has lost some of its shine, some of its luster since the college football playoff. Phil says a Rose Bowl berth for the Gophers program is as big as it's ever been, as big as it would have been 20 years ago. Do you see it the same way? Yes, and and that's I, I think in some ways you're both right, and that's what's funny about it. You're right that the Rose Bowl in a playoff sense, uh, has lost a little bit of its luster, I think. But anytime you're talking about opportunity for programs that are non-traditional to that, getting the Rose Bowl, it always feels special. And, you know, and, and go back and look, look at what it's meant in the past when, like, Northwestern got their first shot at the Rose Bowl. When you start to talk about what it means historically for that particular bowl and the attention it gets, I think that you can look at both sides of this and say, yeah, it's not the college football playoff. But the Rose Bowl and that sort of an opportunity for Minnesota specifically would get all of the shine in the world and would mean everything to those kids. So I, I think it can be huge. So what, what's your prediction? Penn State, Gophers. Are, are you? Are, and I see Penn State is is actually I think a six and a half point favorite right now. Are you predicting Penn State, or do you think it's going to be closer than that? I think Penn State's going to win this football game, but I do think it, it's going to be closer than that. And. You know, I, I'm a little torn on Penn State, frankly. You know, I, I stood on the field, uh, Hummelbrack, and watched them play Michigan, and it was uh, amazing to see how different that team it was in the course of their own game. Like, there were times that you looked at Penn State and you thought, man, seamless unstoppable. And then the next drive, they, they come out and you look at them and say, man, they just don't look like they have any rhythm or sync. And I went back and watched a lot of Penn State, and I've heard a lot of people say, you know, they're the most complete team in college football. I would say that they can be the most complete team in college football, but there are just times that Penn State seems like they've lost whatever their mojo is this year. And I don't think, I think as good as they've been, I don't look at their talent up and down and say, oh, my God, they're unbeatable. So 
I, I, I really look to this be a closer game than most people think it's going to be. I do think Penn State's going to win, but I think Minnesota can give them everything they got. Uh, Jason Fitz with us here. You can find him as part of Countdown to College Game Day, also in the mornings on Score North on AM 1500, first and last with Jason Fitz and Golik and Wingo. Um, where, from, from your perspective, where does PJ Fleck, I know PJ Fleck just signed a multi-year contract extension, so that, that puts the Florida State conversations to bed, but, um, but even just right before he signed that extension, where does he sort of fall among rising coaches around the country from what you can tell? Oh, he was going to be stolen right away. I mean, he is, before the extension, he was at or near the top of the list. And there are, in my mind, there are chances for some, some high profile gigs to come open. Uh, this off season, and he was absolutely right at the top of the list for several teams. And and look, I don't have any inside information on this, but I look at it not just uh, Florida State, but look at the disappointment yet again from Michigan State. I wonder if East Lansing is going to be a job that that looks like it might come open. Uh, those are the sorts of opportunities that we're going to look at PJ Fleck at the top of the list with the extension. I think that that is a great way to tell everybody to calm down and back off a little bit. You know, but PJ Fleck is is on the short list. And the, the big statement for Minnesota is, hey, they signed him the, the extension, which really just means they added up more money. And that's important right now. You want to be able to, same conversation I had with Memphis, talk to him about Mike Norvell, who's obviously, that's a much lower gig than, uh, than Minnesota. But for, for Memphis, I kept saying, look, you guys are going to have to find a way as a program to continue to throw the money at the coach so that the coach doesn't walk right now. And, and that's where Minnesota is, and they've done it. So a lot of credit to them to get that extension done and make that statement right now before we go into an offseason where USC and, and I think possibly Michigan State and you know across the board, there's going to be some big openings. Your thoughts, sir, on that complete Thursday night dud between the Chargers and your Raiders last night. Because, my God, Thursday night football regularly sets football back about 10 years. I think the Chargers and Raiders might have set it back about uh, 25 years last night. I think that, A, you might want to get your eyes checked. And, B, that was the thing of beauty. I don't know what you're talking about. No, it it was, right. And, and look, Thursday night football, what we have to get used to is that it's going to be the simplest game plan you can possibly get every single week in the NFL. So the teams that will have some success on Thursday night – are to me the teams that can run the ball well. And what, what did we see last night? When it was good for both of them, it was simply that uh, the, it, it was good because they were able to run the ball. And that's the easiest thing for teams to be able to do on short rest, but it's also the toughest thing for guys to be able to do physically. I was impressed, frankly, uh, on both sides of the ball with the running backs and their ability after big weeks on Sunday to turn around and carry the load late. But you're right, it, 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 Thursday night is just going to be ugly every single week. Uh, but the Raiders now sit at five and four, and they've got a really easy schedule ahead of them. So, uh, you know, I, I differ from what some people said this week. Are the Raiders a playoff team? Possibly, we don't know. Yeah, when you look at the schedule ahead of them, they they should finish nine and seven or ten and six, and that will give them a playoff berth. And that's unbelievable. That's better than I thought they'd be this year, substantially. Two part question about that game, and and not necessarily the game, but what was surrounding it, and afterwards, how weird was it? John Gruden going around and not just like high-fiving, but embracing Raiders fans sometimes for way too long. And how impressed are you by Raiders fans being that passionate and that loyal to a team that's on their way out the door in that city? Look, you're you're right about both of those things. John Gruden is is as interested in being a rock star as he is anything else. And that's what we were reminded of last night. He just loves walking around that black hole and making sure everybody 
reminds him that he's a rock star. He is the reason that the Raiders are great, and I have to tip my hat. I've been very tough on him since he came back. He has done a spectacular job coaching a, a limited offense this year. So uh, he's he's going to take all that sign in all day long, and I think it's absolutely incredible that a, a team that knows that they're on the way out is in that situation. Right? They know where they are as a team. Uh, as a, the, the city knows that they're walking away from them, and for the team to still support that way is unreal. It's awe-inspiring, and it's also a little confusing to me. It's like you know that she's dating somebody else, but you're still going to take her out to the nicest steakhouse and continually woo her uh, all the way until she leaves. It, it's respectable, but it, it's part of what's made Oakland incredible. But it also, every week I watch it, I think, my God, why, why are they doing this? But, man, what a special moment for them. Yeah. Hey, last thing for you here, Jason. Uh, any any read on Kirk Cousins walking into? Let's let's go through the checklist here. Prime time, never good for him. Winning opponents, never good for him. And road game, usually not good for him. Uh, so we're trying to find reasons to to pick the Vikings in this game. And Linval Joseph's going to be out, and uh, it's just signs point to not good for the Vikings. What's your read on Sunday night? Well, the funny thing is, you, you want to talk about setting football back. Sunday night football is, is the, the two most confusing teams in the NFL, right? That's what, that's what we're going to watch. They're the two most confusing teams in the NFL when it comes to how good they are, just how flat-out stinking talented both of those teams are for them to be as inconsistent as they have been. I, look, I, I'm with you. These are two fan bases ripping their hair out, but they, at the end of the day, I believe the Vikings top to bottom are a better football team than the Cowboys top to bottom. And I continually look at the Cowboys this year as a team that is designed to beat up on the bad and be eh against the the okay teams. The, the Vikings are at least good enough. I don't think that the Cowboys can step up and beat them. I am taking the Vikings in that game. Wow, look at this guy. Jason Fitz, everybody. Just Playing to the home Putting crowd. It out there. It. Going out yep, on the nice. limb. <laughs> nice. No, but but believe me, Cowboys fans, I just get off Twitter every time I talk about the Cowboys fans because <laughs> Cowboys fans are convinced. They're convinced I'm like the anti-Will Kane. Everything, you know, Will finds the good and everything the Cowboys do, I find the bad. That's, I'm here for balance in the universe. <laughs> yeah. It's what that's, we need in life. That's Jason Fitz. Uh, he's uh, he's a regular with us on Thursdays around 440, and he's, uh, he's one of the best guys you're going to find in national radio, national media. Follow him at Jason Fitz on Twitter and listen to him early in the mornings, first and last with Jason Fitz and part of Golik and Wingo. And uh, we'll see what happens between Gophers and Penn State tomorrow. Either way, it should be a, a fun last month here. Now that you signed up for a big-time college football town like the Twin Cities, which you knew going in a few months ago, it'll be a fun last month. Yeah, I can't wait for this last month. And, look, I'm rooting for Minnesota. It's one of the best stories right now. Minnesota and Baylor are two teams that didn't get a lot of love from the committee. But the, the slap in the face to Minnesota, man, go out and change your mind. That's, that's it. Just go out, change your mind. Destiny's right there in front of you. Right on. There it is. All right, Jason. Have a good weekend, man. Have a great weekend. All right. Jason Fitz, give him a little pep talk there, too. Very positive. Very positive yeah. about Minnesota sports, Minnesota football. Yep. The Raiders so, still stink. I'm not giving them. They're 5 and 4 now. I don't care. The league stinks. They're 5 and the 4. The league stinks. The Raiders they, are going to the playoffs. They stink. Yeah, it's awful. Are the Raiders are the are the Raiders the fourth best team in the AFC? Mm, the yeah. AFC should be pull it up. relegated right out of football. Like leave the Patriots, <laughs> leave the Ravens. Seriously, you could leave like three teams and just send the rest to some. But when there's relegation, somebody has to go up. Who are you moving up? Alabama? In this case, I'm just going to fold the teams. Patriots, Chiefs, when they get Mahomes back, and Ravens Ravens, are very much the three best teams. I miss the Chiefs. My bad. I think you probably go Texans with Deshaun Watson in that mix. It was a bit of a hot take. The Raiders, though. That that was what they did here. It was just a joke. Might even put the Colts. 
Fair enough. Jacoby Brissett? I like Jacoby Brissett. He's a nice quarterback. Nice hey, uh, I maybe even believe in the Steelers a little bit more than I do the Raiders. Uh, At four and four? Yeah, they're all... I don't know, They're man. all dick. Now, the Bills oh, are man. garbage. The Bills are straight. That's a straight six and two trash team. They've somehow they haven't. You talk about the Vikings not beating well, anybody to get anybody. to yeah. six and three. They don't play anybody. The Bills haven't played anybody. But that's the problem. Here. And could get to nine and two without playing anybody. That's the problem. Though. Yeah, no. there's so many just bad teams. Oof, I'm looking at the standings. That division. Right now, Good God, is the 2019 American League Central. The Jaguars might be better than the Raiders. No, mm. Doug Marone. No, Doug Marone's a clown. It's possible. No, they're, cl- they're not going that far. No, it's possible. That's a clown show. Um, since we have a couple minutes here, clown point, Pearl. And Declan found this on the internet. This is a this is a LinkedIn job posting. This is legitimate. Yes, a I LinkedIn saw this. job posting for Twins. It's on the team's website too. Is it? Yeah. It says Twins mascot supervisor, which is really just the job opening for TC Bear. I That's think what so. This is. I would assume so because in there they have requirements for how to how big you have to be to fit the costume. Such as here we go. Here are some of the requirements if you would like to apply for. And by the way, it says applications are now closed for this job. Closed? When were they open? Did you apply? No. Well, what happened? You were all I over. just found out about it yesterday. It says on here on LinkedIn, well, it says this job is no proact- longer accepting applications. Way to be proactive about open? this. How long was it open? I don't know. I don't know. This you is ridiculous. This, is, this is a sham. This is a sham wait. from top to bottom. You were supposed to know about this. And it this. was orchestrated to keep me out. No, no, all of this. You didn't do all your of due this diligence. was orchestrated to keep me well, out. Well, you let's, just didn't well, want to suffer the punishment. Well, let's see. Let's see if you fit some of the qualif- uh, the qualification, okay. the prerequisites. Okay. Here, all right, okay? let's go down the list. I'm I'm reading these verbatim. Okay. Yes. This is not a bit. Yeah. Able to walk up and down steps. For now, I can do that. <laughs> Such a bad knees. I How do many steps. Okay, then. Uh, okay, strike one. Oh, I could. I mean, my knees will hurt, but I'm not going to have a heart attack or anything. Ability to stand. <laughs> ability to stand and or walk up to five hours at a time. Prefer not to, but I could do it. <laughs> I was going to say this job is not Rami friendly so far. Due to costume restrictions, ideal height range is 5'9 to 6'1. And this is what I was saying when I said this whole thing is a sham orchestrated to keep me out as TC the Bear. I'm 5'8. That's discrimination. That's just straight up discrimination. Couldn't they get a new costume? Exactly. Thank like, you. Like, is this going to be the old one from the old guy? And they only have to get the bottom part. That's the only part of me that's like, I'm normal height and proportion everywhere except for my legs. I just have tiny little legs. They just have to get me a new bottom part of the suit. That's all. And yeah. big feet, too, right? Yeah, I got giant feet. 13. Yeah, can't they tailor his knees or something? Exactly. My it mom says, can do it. It also says that in conjunction with supervisor, manage the mascot-related budgets, too. You ever, uh, I've never you managed a budget. budget. Now, that's one, that's one qualification. This job sounds like way too much. Like if I I'm know a mascot, mascots were handling budgets. I doubt it. Also, like, what is the... like? What do you need? Like, what, what's what that the... budget meeting like? Like, who talks? Because clearly <laughs> the mascot's not talking. Because everybody's looking at him like, do you see uh, how much money we got? And he just nods. <laughs> just smiles. Just smiles and waves. Smile. Like... Just holds up bills. Also, here's holds another... up a roll. Thousands. And here's the final requirement. Proficient in Microsoft <laughs> Office Suite. Yeah, I can do that. You're good with yeah. Word, PowerPoint, all that. Yeah, with the TC Bear gloves on. What, what's the salary? <laughs> what's the salary for this job? This sounds like a lot of work. Um, I'm thinking two hundred thousand right now. Actually, they give uh, they give oh, a right, they, they give a qu- quite a wide range. Actually, they give a it says salary range on uh, LinkedIn is thirty three to eighty two k. So Whoa. if you're an experienced what? mascot, how much you can make almost six figures as an experienced mascot. 
Hold on a it second. It also features benefits, medical insurance, vision insurance, dental, 401k, paid maternity leave, paternity Dude. leave. Hell yeah. Disability insurance. Hold, right. on, hold on a second yeah. here. What is the height of Williams Ostadio? <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's going to get it. He's 5'9". He's listening to 5'9". Macho Chuka's getting the job. I knew it. It's a fix. Rami's right. Has he ever managed budget, budgets, and is he proficient in Microsoft's <laughs> does this suite? Does this look a man who can manage a budget? <laughs> Just brush him up on that PowerPoint. You'll be, uh, fix has go, been man. in. All right. Write that down. Predictions are coming up next. You see the turtle. <laughs> could you imagine? Yes, Change the costume around. Could. It'd be amazing. Uh, Luther Brookdale Toyota is sitting there on the corner of 694 and Brooklyn Boulevard. Uh, I recommend if you're in the market for a used vehicle, well, stop in. They'll just they'll, they'll show you around the lot. So that's option number one. If you'd rather snoop around the website, here's what you do. Go to LutherBrookdaleToyota.com. Go to search pre-owned, and you can find a full selection of pre-owned vehicles. Some of the best hidden gems are... Toyotas that are like maybe 10, 12 years old that still have, I mean, it might say 100,000, 120,000 miles, but that means they probably have 150,000 miles of life left because of the great people in that service department, uh, a place that I've been getting car service for, what, 15, 16 years now? Uh, so when you get time, stop in 694 Brooklyn Boulevard or go to the website, LutherBrookdaleToyota.com and uh, find out for yourself why my family and I have not even thought twice about going somewhere else for 30-plus years. Mackie and Judd with Rami. Write that down. Coming up next. West Philadelphia, born and raised on the playground. Is Rami knows. Most of my days. Right, Rami? Up max and relaxing all cool out, shooting some b-ball outside the school when a couple of guys were up to no good, started making trouble in my neighborhood. I got in one little fight and my mom got scared. She said, you're moving with your auntie and uncle to Bel-Air. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest-growing TV brand. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. Write that down. Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. Write that down. I don't have a pencil. Well, remember that then. Yes. Seven weeks left in the Write That Down 2019 season. The batting title race is heating up. Hmm. A lot of predictions coming off the board here. Football season. Listeners are sending in predictions. Tweeting them at us. At Phil Mackie. At Score North. Who should we start with today in the accountability session? Who wants it first? Come I'll, on. I'll go first. You'll volunteer? Sure. All right. So if you're new to the segment, by the way, this is where we go on the record with predictions every single week, and we keep track of them. Unlike pretty much every other sports radio and media platform in the country, we keep track of each other's batting averages and slugging percentages on these predictions, and we hold each other accountable. So Rami's volunteering to go first. Mm-hmm. You predicted Luis Arise would win Rookie of the Year. Yeah, that was that was, wasn't a bad not prediction. Not even a finalist. It wasn't a bad, but you know what? At the time, excitement about Luis Arise. Yeah, you're supposed to say the name for me. Sorry about that. Well, you got to team up with the Luis part, and then yeah. he says, "No, I looked at him straight in the I'm eye. I'm like a dog. No, I'm no, like no. Pavlov's dog. I have to hear Luis. This and is then the I national. This is the National Arise. Football League, man. We are playing at a high level today, Pavlov, man. However. You did correctly say, and this is a single, that college game day will not come for the Penn there State game. There we go. Yeah. I don't care if it's a single. I'm just trying to get that average up. And you said Rocco Baldelli will be, this is early in the, probably halfway through the season, so it's a single. Rocco Baldelli will be AL Manager of the Year finalist. 
Boom. Another there hit. Go. There we go. And I got to be honest, I uh, I need I need help with this one because I don't have I don't think I have access to the PFF level of statistical analysis mm-hmm. to determine whether Rami's prediction of receivers that Xavier Rhodes is covering last Sunday will have at least six receptions. I have no idea. We have to consult I'm not sure Colin. either. No, right? Because I, they I mean, threw Trent it Wayne's the one that got lit up on I don't Sunday. think they threw it Rhodes enough to get it to six. But Watkins made the great one-handed catch, but I'm you pretty sure you didn't get it to six. I agree with Judd. That's good enough for me. We're not, gonna, we're not even going to check. We have ways to check. Oh, I, hey, I watched the game, okay? <laughs> no, not okay. We have ways to check. Okay, let me show you my notebook here. I'm good. Okay. This is I'm, No, are you cool with it? Yep, absolutely not. <laughs> I'm sending a text okay. I just, right now. Who you got a text? I watched the game. Matthew Collar. Well, and he watched the game, too. Now he has PFF, and he knows people there. <laughs> yeah, who are going to go in and change it now. Cheater. Let's see. Manny said Dalvin Cook will score at least two touchdowns uh, and run for 125. Real in that quick, game. just so, so I make sure I get this text right. I said receivers covered by Xavier Rhodes would have six receptions, right? At least six at receptions. At least six receptions. Yep. Right. Okay. I don't think that happened. We'll find out, won't we? Don't, I'm not. I guess me on, watching the game. Not I'm good not enough. going on what you guys think. Judd was a well, Judd was fact. a well-respected NFL beat writer. Yeah, for I was years. the lead, the lead Vikings lead. writer okay. at the Star Tribune, and I. And by the way, I was keeping score in my notebook of the game last week, and you won't believe me. Did you ever have any moments with like Chip Scoggins where you had to correct him and say, "I'm the lead Vikings beat writer <laughs> hey, for the stand, Star Tribune"? Hey, stand down, Chip. <laughs> As Jimmy Butler said last night, "This is about me." <laughs> Me. Uh, Manny uh, did, however, say the Ravens would beat the Patriots last weekend. So that was uh, that was bold and correct. Nice. Let's see, Jonathan. That's you great. said Kirk Cousins would throw for over 300 yards in a win over the Chiefs. Yeah. Those things did not happen. Now you said the Patriots will go 16 and 0, and the Dolphins will go 0 and 16. A coincidental that both of those came off the board in the same week. Yeah. You Thanks say coincidental. I say par for the course based on <laughs> your predictions this season. Easy. Uh, you said that, uh, however, the Wolves would win at least one of their two games with Carl Anthony Towns out, and they did. Yeah. So Jonathan on the board. Uh, let's see, listener predictions. Nate had two come off the board. Nate said during Carl Anthony Towns' suspension, Andrew Wiggins will take more shots than points scored. So, such little faith in my guy. And your guy, my Wiggy, guy, guy you've always been behind. Yep. And uh, Nate did make up for that prediction by saying game day will not come to Minnesota. It will be in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. That's a single. It's an easy, low-hanging fruit. We shouldn't have even allowed that, but we did. Uh, Collar says they went four for five throwing at Rhodes last week. Keep questioning Judd Zolgad? Yes, I do. That's great. I will continue to. That's great. I need a moment to go in and adjust Rami's batting average here real quick. Just give me one second. That went four for five, he says, with confidence, as if I didn't tell him already he lost that point. uh, Give you a a no there, and uh, it's official. How dare you question Judd's judgment watching football games? I will continue to. Uh, Let's see. Who else made predictions? Let's go to Judd. Judd, you said uh, Dalvin Cook would have at least two touchdowns on Sunday. The Dolphins will go 0-16. Luis Arise. will finish second to Jordan Alvarez for AL Rookie of the Year. That was a good guess. Oof, this and is a rough week for Judd. You said Both Wes three. Johnson will get a managerial interview this offseason, and we're pretty much past all yeah, those he interviews. Did. No, he, did. That's wrong. Yep. he did not. Uh, of the, Derek Shelton did, but Wes Johnson did not. Yep. However, you did make up for this... 
bad stretch by saying P.J. Fleck will sign a new contract and won't bolt for Minnesota at least this time around. And you were right about that. Ooh, next week it happened, huh? Somebody knows something. Was it sourced? I'm sorry. Well, <laughs> Play the game. Play the game. I'm, I'm very Zim-like. I'm very short better with my than, answers. Better okay? than what Judd used to do, which is like go through Google News and find like reports that are on the verge of happening and make the prediction. And this is I'm actual. Just like Rami. I'm just like Rami. I'm willing to do whatever it takes to win. Uh, by the way, let's see. Uh, let's see if I can schedule us for any more live broadcasts at places that. Uh, yeah, exactly. That was so underhanded. That was, oh, that was just evil. I made the a only Delvin- thing to drink in the suite tomorrow is going to be white claws. So Phil can <laughs> make one of these predictions come true. It's going to be <laughs> sorry, Joe. No, you're trapped in your suite. No, thirsty, buddy. Here's the thing. Cranking up the heat. I and believe. Humidity. Oh, I'm so thirsty. Need to write something. that down, if I'm not mistaken, that Phil did on that is white claws, right? Yeah. Or, or a white claw. Yeah. The suite has knockoffs. Well, he's gonna Doesn't make count. sure it's only white claws. Doesn't I don't. Count. I, no, have to I smuggle don't smuggle one in. Yeah. yeah, he's gonna smuggle in only white claws and no. get rid of everything else. No, because he'll get in trouble because they've got an okay. agreement with the other place. No, I am. I would just say this, okay? Around the office over the next seven weeks with the batting title race heating up, Judd Zolgad. Yep. Just uh, <laughs> be aware of what you're drinking around the office. Wow. <laughs> drink you're, you at work. you're threatening to slip me a white claw. <laughs> at work. Gentlemen, new content director, Judd Zolgad. I'll be in my office right after the show. Uh, I also Scheduling made a Dalvin Cook prediction. For bunnies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I said Dalvin Cook would tally 150 plus yards of total offense, and that did not happen. And we had one guest predictor. We had Patrick Royce uh, came in as a guest predictor last week, and he said Dalvin Cook will rush for at least 103 yards, two touchdowns, and would tear his knee against the Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> wow. Wow. That did not Man. happen. So Thanks for Royce coming in hot there. God. It really wasn't. So good. here's the batting average update. The listeners are sitting at 313 and slugging 687. Rami is in second place there now, we batting go. 299, we go. slugging there 552. We go. Don't get cocky. Here we go. Judd and I are miraculously tied exactly at 292. I'm slugging 674. Judd slugging 562. Uh, Manny up to 243 after a terrible start to the season. Wow. Jonathan's at 225, and the guests are at 214, but slugging 500 because they swing for the fences, so... There we go. Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. Three predictions each. We'll go around the room. And Manny emailed his in. We have a couple listener predictions. If you guys want to send them in, just tweet them at Score North, at Phil Mackey, and we'll uh, we'll look at them throughout the week. Judd? Write this down. I've been very positive about the Gopher football program today. No reason to stop now. Right, gentlemen? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's right. Brace for it. Nice. I'm so glad you're doing this. The Gophers will upset Penn State on Saturday. Wow. So glad you're doing this. Yes. That's right. You know what, though? The pressure is now on. Yes, it is. The pressure is now on. Yep. This guy. Just like the Twins took out the Yankees in five. I'm sure I'll be right. Amazing. Um, all right, over to uh, Jonathan Harrison. Write this down. I guess I'll add to that. It'll be a good we're gonna, weekend. Wait, we're going to add to that? It's going to be a good weekend for Minnesota football, boys. Whoa. Both the oh. Gophers oh. and Vikings oh. will win this weekend. Oh. Both. Wow. Oh. Oh. Wow. Wow. Somebody get me a water. Bring it. <laughs> Write this down. Amazing. All right. Uh, Rami Mackloff. 
Uh, are you going to go, go a step further and do that? Hell no. The Gophers <laughs> will not win tomorrow oh, against Penn on. State. They Get will not the win tomorrow against Penn State. Now, I said not win. That could be a tie. Tur- Even though I know Turn in your ticket, okay? Turn in your ticket to the I suite. know they can't tie. I was kidding. Write this down. Like his, yeah, Donovan back. McNabb would like to ex- <laughs> explain the rules to you, sir. Write it down. You like writing the things down. It's in the pocket of my skinny jeans, and good luck getting it. <laughs> All right, I'm not going to make a prediction about tomorrow's Penn State game with this one. But I am going to tell you, the Gophers will finish the regular season at least 11-1, and and they'll cover the spread in the Big Ten Championship game against against whoever they play. Wait, 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 wait. I'm not going to put Ohio State in in case Ohio State doesn't make it, and that's the thing that prevents me from getting this You point. said at least 11-1? and one? Yes. So either 11-1 and one or 12-0. and oh. You are a math man, aren't you? <laughs> so, okay, I'm just making sure. What's wrong? Nothing. I just earlier he said he thought they'd finish nine and two. I'm surprised he'd go all the way to eleven and no, one. No, no, no. He said nine and three. I said, be in the I world. said my expectation. My expectation at this point is go two and two in your last four. Get to ten and two, and I'm saying they will exceed my expectation. Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. So and to make it clear, Gophers will finish at least eleven and one. They'll cover the spread against. Whoever they play in the Big Ten title game. You guys are really making my predictions for me as I try and make up the ground to win this batting title. This is so great. All you're doing is bunting, though. This I mean, is so great. This, is so not the spe- this is so not the spirit of the great write that down segment. I'm in the this is like Rami's heel turn, right? I'm now. in the spirit we're of winning. Have to change up the rules next week for him. Next week? You can't change the rule. You can change it before. Just for ne- one week. Just for one week. No, you can change it next year. You can't change the rules mid-season. Really? Right now, I think the only known rule of write that down is that your predictions must be quantifiable. I think we're going to <laughs> which have is, to add a stipulation next week. Next year? No, no, no. Yeah, this is one week. You're more trying, you're trying to pull a Manfred and stop only. using the juice ball. Oh, you could do that, no. actually. No, you could do should, a home run. We should have we, to do home run We've done only home run week. weeks. No! Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's no, happening. It's not a change. It's going to happen. It's not a change. It's been done. Yeah, forced home runs in the, the season. It's in the rules. It's in the rules. Yeah, sorry, uh, sorry, Rami, but then you can't just okay. pair it off ours. All right. And by the way, we all collectively get to decide whether it was I mean, an actual home run or not. You guys knowing I'm going to win this thing and trying to change the rules no, midstream. The, list- the listeners that's, are ahead of you. That's, that's a win for me, anyways. The listeners are beating okay, you. I know. Keep I, talking. Your fear. Your fear is a win for me. <laughs> your fear of how good is I that am. Is that write that down? Yes. Your fear is a win to me. Sorry, not quantifiable. As good as the batting title. Write this down. All right, back to Judd. <sighs> Chickens. Devin Dubnik will be traded by the Wild during this season. Okay. Goaltender Devin Dubnik will be traded by the Minnesota Wild during this season. Fair enough. Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. You can get into a fight on Twitter with one of his relatives. Yeah. Most relatives don't bother getting into fights on Twitter. It's, after all, sports. Fair enough. Uh, the Warriors will not make the playoffs this season. I'll have you know, by the way, I, I, I was laughed in this room when I predicted, write this down, several weeks ago, before the Steph Curry injury, okay, and before Clay Thompson was ruled out for the year, okay. that the Wolves would finish above the Warriors in the standings. Well, yeah, of course right. you and now, so. they're a 12-point yeah. favorite against the, the well, Warriors. Okay, I was laughing. Because D'Angelo the Russell's the only name in their starting lineup tonight I think I recognize. Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. Rami, the Gophers will not win 11 games. In the 2019 uh, season. Yeah. Okay, I need clarification Jonathan's there. Right. Are you including a bowl game? You're saying regular season? Just regular season? I'm saying they won't go 11-1. and one. 
Okay. Uh, He'll finish worse than 11 and 1. Okay. Yeah, just want to be clear. Thank you. This is- Write this down. When he has one of these, I think we got to repurpose the Rami trade alert system, and it's just... Eon! Eon! How do you feel about ruining the segment, by the way? <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Anything Ryan, for a victory. You know, Ronnie, you're ruining the segment. Any, anything for a victory. Anything for a victory. Some people can't stand success, I guess. Because one of my predictions was I would, I would win the batting title. And write that down. <laughs> Uh, write this down. Write right. this down. Rami will not win the batting title. <laughs> Ooh, I like it. <laughs> write write it down. You like writing things down. Write this down just got personal. <laughs> All right, my final prediction. Good with that. My final prediction goes to the National Football League. Cam Newton will not play another game for the Carolina Panthers. Cam Newton's career as a Carolina Panther is over. How would you feel as a Bears guy if Cam Newton was the starting quarterback of the Chicago I'd be okay Bears with next that. year? He's on my list. Yeah, he was above... Uh, I have a list. Bridgewater, right? Yes. He's ahead of Bridgewater on my list. He, like, broken down Cam Newton's ahead of healthy Teddy Bridgewater? I mean, I'll see what the, the, the prognosis and reports are after he has the surgery he apparently needs, but... <laughs> look at Dr. Charts. Right now, yeah. Yes. Write that down. Write that down. It appears you can play for my team. Well, remember that. Then. Back to Jonathan? This weekend is MLS Cup 24. The Seattle Sounders will win the MLS Cup final this weekend. Okay. What's the uh who are they playing? Toronto FC. Okay. So none of the none of the LA teams that Wait, were... that's still going? I thought it was played already. No, no? it's this weekend uh-huh. on Sunday for some reason. Write it down. You like writing things down. Wait, your sport needs to stop going just head on into the end. Unless there's research that says the, the audiences the are just here. completely different. I don't understand why you wouldn't just place it on Wednesday. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. I right. mean, they must have been afraid of Maction, but Write this down. Yeah, Maxion. Who is? Stay away. Hey, what do we do? We got the NFL on Sundays. We have Maxion during the week. <laughs> we don't want to compete with Maxion. Can't compete with Maxion. Whatever you do, never go against Maxion. <laughs> uh, okay, back to Rami. I will make a prediction of my own. Uh, Amari Cooper will have at least one touchdown of 20 yards or more against Ooh. the Vikings on Sunday. Okay. <laughs> you want to predict who he's going to burn for that touchdown? Nah. Trey Waynes? Nah. Not going to get too complicated. Down. Write it down. You like writing things down. All right, write this down. I'm going to go positive Vikings prediction here. I think, I don't know if they're going to win or not. My guess says they're not going to win, but Kirk Cousins himself will play well in this game. Kirk Cousins, write this down, will throw for at least 250 yards, two or more touchdowns, and will not throw an interception on Sunday, which should be good enough to win, but it's a road game. It's the Vikings. It's a winning opponent. We also have a few uh, predictions. Uh, we forgot to throw out Manny's predictions. Manny said Kirk Cousins throws exactly two interceptions on Sunday against the Cowboys. LSU beats Alabama, and uh, Joe Burrow throws at least two touchdown passes, and he's got another Tennessee prediction that they will beat Kentucky. Listener predictions for the week. Again, tweet them at Score North, at Phil Mackey. We'll keep track of them. Uh, Nick has a parlay. Vikings will lose against Dallas. They will go. Uh, they will be 8-5 and five going into final three games of the season, and then they will manage to secure the five or the six seed and go to Dallas in the wild card round where they will lose Holy again. Holy crap. What? what? That's all part of one prediction. Wow. Can, can you read it again quickly? I, yeah. I lost track. Nick has a parlay. He says Vikings will lose Sunday in Dallas, okay. and then they will be eight and five going into the final three games of the season, and then they will manage to secure a five or a six seed and go to Dallas in the wild card round where they will lose. He needs all of those things to happen to get the point. So that's putting a lot. Oh, boy. Uh, Nate predicts, write this down. Twins opening day payroll for 2020 will be less than the 2019 opening day payroll. In parentheses, the poll ads are cheap. <laughs> I think he's tuned into the wrong station. Perhaps. 
and then another Nate prediction. There will be a controversial officiating call that will either directly cause the Gophers or the Vikings to lose this weekend, and it will be the main talker the day after the game. A little hard to quantify, but I think, yeah, so I think it have to can, be. Yeah, if, if it's if if officiating's a thing uh, after one of those games, then he'll get the point. There it is. Those are the predictions. Write this down. Right. Write it down. You like writing things down. Brian R- R- Rami's first prediction for next week is already in. None of those predictions are going to come true. <laughs> Brian tweets in. Rami has completely ruined once of the best segments on your show. <laughs> Sorry for trying to win, Brian. (laughs) My bad. Adam Weber, former Gopher quarterback, will join us when we come back. Mackie and Judd with Robbie. A contract is really a result of just tireless effort from so many people. It's not just about the head coach. The head coach is only as good as the people that work for them, period. And I'm a perfect example of that. A perfect example of having an elite staff. Tireless work by so many people uh, that allow you to be the best head coach you can be. Coming off a, a seven-year contract extension, P.J. Fleck and the Gophers roll into TCF Bank Stadium tomorrow morning, national TV, 11 o'clock, Penn State, one of the top five teams in the country. Gophers, uh, Penn State would be in the college football playoff right now if it started today. The Gophers would be 17th, and basically the committee is saying, prove it, go beat Penn State, go beat Iowa, Wisconsin. And uh, the Gophers will try tomorrow to make that happen. Uh, This next guest on the show here, for my money, is one of the best quarterbacks in Gopher football history. 10,900 yards passing, 72 touchdowns. Adam Weber, are you pumped for tomorrow's game, Adam Weber? I can't wait. Uh, I think uh, I feel the same as anybody else that it's been a long time coming to get a game like this to create this type of energy kind of see how we stack up to give us the opportunity to really get back to what gopher football really traditionally has been all about. Are you uh, excited and just enthused completely across the board, or are you those things, but also a little bit jealous because, man, these don't come around much, and I'm guessing that you spent your career here dreaming of playing in a game like what the Gophers are going to have tomorrow. Well, yeah, I mean, so I wouldn't say jealous. You know, I, we, the teams that I was on, we had every opportunity to get into these situations. We just didn't uh, execute as well as, as this team has. And so, um, you know, it's a brotherhood, and I think it's a team that represents the whole entire state. And um, whether it would have been when I was playing or now what they're doing now, um, it's really not about the ego. It's about now we're, we're getting to a point where everyone can take some pride uh, and go for football, which I think has been lacking for so many years. How do you think you would have reacted or jived with PJ Flex coaching style? Very high energy. He seems to have a saying or an ism for every situation presented to him in life. Do you think you would have responded well to that, or, or maybe a little too much? Yeah, no, it's a good question. You know, for me personally, uh, it would have been hard for me. Uh, but then again, um, you know, when you want to play for a particular team. You have to buy in. So even when Tim Brewster came in, there's many things that were different than Glenn Mason that if I would have sat there and, and wished that it was still Glenn Mason, you know, I would have been sitting on my couch watching Saturdays. So you kind of just have to buy in. You, you have to, you have to uh, you know, eat, sleep, drink, eat the whole entire program and what that means. And what, if it's going to be fully culture-based, like uh, what Co- Coach Fleck has really, uh, really put forward, you just have to embrace it. And obviously – you know, it's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing to have a bunch of things. It's not a bad thing to have, um, you know, mantras and things like that. 
Um, but, you know, to each their own. It, it, you know, college football is unique in the sense that um, you really lose your identity a little bit and you have to be more of the team. Where I think the NFL, there's still a lot of individualism in, in, in the NFL. The college football, you can really buy into a program and a culture and that, that really sells and works. Uh, Adam Weber is our guest here on Mackie and Judd with Rami. And not to draw the comparison, I think a lot of people drew the Brewster-Fleck comparison just based on their outgoing ism personalities. I think I think there's a lot of differences. But here's my question to you, a quick side street. You know, if you're going bear hunting, you better be prepared to go get the bear. What was your favorite or least favorite Tim Brewster-ism in your four years there? Um, so it's funny you bring that up. There's plenty, and there's a lot. And it's crazy that, um, you know, it's one of those things that kind of, I'm sure every player and every team, you know, uh, every with their coaches they had, have their little things that uh, makes them chuckle. Uh, but definitely with Coach Brewer, there's plenty. I mean, that's one that uh, is definitely repeated with in, in circles of teammates <laughs> that we play with. Um, there's one that I've always liked is, I'd rather stick a fork in my eye than this practice. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that was always a good one. And I mean, but seriously, there's, there's probably hundreds of, uh, Bruisms that, um, you know, again, uh, it's just a coach trying to motivate his team, but, um, you know, we, you got to find some humor in them. Have you ever been able to eat a cup of chili without thinking of Tim Brewster? <laughs> not you really, you know, to be honest with you, not, not since then. No, it's always, it's always the chili's got to be hot, and sometimes you got to put some cream cheese in it just to cool it down. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second. So I'd rather stick a fork in my eye than mispractice. Yes. Yep, that was a good one. I'm chewing on that one. Uh, how how much to, you, you know, Fleck might be considered a bit quirky, and he certainly has the enthusiasm. But, you know, from day one, I think the difference the people didn't, uh, didn't see between a guy like Brewster and P.J. is that offensively, P.J. Fleck is a really good coach. And I think when you look at the offensive system that this team runs for its QB, and I'm talking to a guy who, if I'm not mistaken, had four OCs and four different offenses during his time here, that to me is the absolute key. The underlying thing with Fleck is he can really coach football. Yeah, and so what's interesting is, you know, he's kind of a disciple of Greg Schiano. When I was under Greg Schiano in Tampa, and actually P.J. Fleck was there as the wide receiver coach, um, and seeing that kind of culture and what Greg Shiano did at Rutgers and then carried that to, to Tampa, it was, it's, it was not only being a phenomenal coach and about the X's and O's, but it's really like that Bill Belichick where it's really in the, in the details. Uh, you know, something where they say, the, you know, the ball is the program. Uh, and how if you ever watch a guy, a uh, Minnesota player with the ball, they have it high and tight until they hand it to the ref. Those little things add up. And, and you know, that's all part of it. So you're exactly right. You know, that PJL, with all the um, sayings and, and culture and all that, he's a phenomenal coach that uh, expects excellence and, and really enforces it. And then now that going into year three, uh, they have the players now kind of ruling themselves and holding themselves to those expectations, which is a great sign for what, what's to come. P.J. Fleck joined us last week, and he has national championship on his mind. If not this year, in his tenure at Minnesota, he thinks winning a national championship is a, is a realistic possibility and his goal ultimately for this program. Do you think that's something that Minnesota can, can achieve, or is that too lofty a goal? No, so, uh, you know, obviously you have to have lofty goals. You have to have goals that make people uncomfortable. Um, but when you're playing college football, 
there is, you know, truly one ultimate goal. Um, you know, obviously winning conference championships, winning big-time bowl games, that's really nice. But, you know, ultimately, you know, the, that last team to win, the, the big one, that's what we're kind of all out there, what, what everyone's out there to do. So um, are we there right now? No. Uh, you know, definitely I, I think, you know, we have to continue to improve with, you know, talent and, and, and uh, progressing in that sense because, um, you know, there's, there's teams that have, have many years uh, in front of us in regards to recruiting. But um, you have to have those type of goals, and it's not, you don't have to be ashamed to, to say them. You know, um, you, you, you know, you carry them in the back of your head, um, but you can't say them verbally. It's like, it's okay to say those. Um, you might sound crazy, but you'll know that you'll get there eventually. So I think it's, I think it's fair to have those goals. Uh, Adam, with the, the program is so different, too, in terms of just even like the practice facility from 10 years ago when you were the quarterback. I'm not saying PJ Flex is going to stay forever. I, I, I don't even. I mean, you know, sometimes length of contract in college football is irrelevant. So the seven year contract, the seven year contract means he's not going to get the Florida State job next week, basically. But I think this job is is higher up than it would have been ten years ago, based on how good the program has been this year, but also just based on 150 million dollars in facilities. So I, I just I think it's different than ten years ago. I, I agree completely, and I agree with you in regards to the contract extension. I think it's huge. Uh, but it's not, you know, it doesn't mean seven years, which is fine. You know, we're right now it's, it's about locking, locking that in right now, uh, getting him away from Florida State or any other um, of those, I guess, quote-unquote, bigger-name schools that might try to poach him, which rightfully so. Uh, his track record has been phenomenal at both schools he's been at. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's um, you know, the, the – what we what he has to kind of do is, and what he does a great job of is, is really truly focusing in on the the task at hand. And um, there may be lofty goals, say the national championship. There may be lofty goals for even himself to to whoever, whatever school it may be. But you're bought into where you are right now. You're bought into this team. You're bought into this moment. Um, and that's when special things happen. So um, who knows what happens next year or the next five years? That's really irrelevant. What matters is putting a good performance tomorrow against Penn State, and then we'll see where the chips land, you know, uh, fall. Uh, because you know, right now, momentum's in our, in our favor, and we have a great opportunity to, to have a, you know, a big-time game on campus in front of everybody that um, is well-deserved from, from all the fans from over all the years. If on January 1st, 2020, sir, this team is playing in Pasadena, California, what is that uh, going to mean to you, having been a golfer fan? I'm sure your entire life, and, and having played there. Yeah, it's it's um, it's probably hard to put into words. It's been one of those things where, um, you know, for my whole entire life, and probably even for my whole entire father's life, um, you know, I guess it was in 1960 or well, I guess 1967. I'm trying to think. The last time we were at was it 61? Probably when we were in, last time we were in Pasadena. 63, um, yeah, somewhere in there. 63. So either way, a long time. The fact that you can't remember is, or that it doesn't jump out at you. Um, it will mean the world to everybody. Um, I've had, I was fortunate when I coached out at UCLA to go to the Rose Bowl. It was Georgia and, um, what was it, Georgia, and I'm blanking out who else played. Um, but just that whole entire atmosphere, that, that, st- that the stadium, the uh, excitement for it, it really truly is, uh, you know, a place unlike any other um, the Rose Bowl, Big Ten championships, um, it'll mean everything for, for the, I think, you know, every player that's ever played, whether they played there or for the years afterwards uh, that haven't, 
it really is something special to, to, to be excited about. That's Adam Weber. By the way, it was 1961. 1961, the Gophers okay. won the Rose Bowl and, uh, and finished 8-2. and two, And so, yeah, that's a long time ago. Maybe, uh, maybe go yeah. change that in the next few weeks. So thank you so much for your time, Adam. Enjoy the game tomorrow. And uh, this will be a super fun month to go for football. Yes, sir. Thank you guys for having me on. Right yeah. on. There he is, uh, 10,000 yards passing. I mean, four the, coordinators, the, right? the numbers he put up with, like, yeah, four different offensive coordinators in his career is pretty ridiculous. So uh, we'll come back and we will wrap with uh, with Roycey, who is actually, uh, he was around the last time the Gophers won a Rose Bowl. Get some perspective on that. Let's talk about TCL for a brief moment. We are uh, Right now we're watching, uh, watching Mike Wilbon spit takes about... Kawhi Leonard on our TCL 55-inch Roku TV. That built-in Roku device gives us access to 5,000-plus streaming channels and 500,000 movies and TV show episodes, searchability, uh, ease of toggling back and forth between cable channels and those streaming channels. If you're a cord cutter, no better TV than a TCL TV. Um, I've been uh, been catching up on some old school WWE on the WWE Network. That's one of my favorite apps no. to stream. I know, shocking, really shocking. Boy. I know. Hey, Mark Henry was in town this morning. How uh, old school are we talking here? Eighties, nineties? Uh, like I would say, like mid nineties. Okay, for me, that it's was not that old school. That but. was that was peak WWE. The Attitude, the Attitude era? era was the best. It was the best. Yeah, and all you have to do is search <laughs> WWE Network, and you'll find the uh, you'll find the app with that built-in Roku device. At? What are you laughing at over there, Judd? I'm laughing at both you guys. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just wanted to make. But sure. I'm not you can laughing also, at that TV. You can also too. watch mid '70s uh, NHL games too with the built-in Roku Wait, device. Can we watch them on right the now? TCL TV? Let's it's do crazy. it. Yeah. TCLUSA.com or any major local retailer in the Twin Cities. Jonathan here with the Score North download. You can download the Score North mobile app and make sure you register for listening rewards. This month, one lucky app user will win a $200 Visa gift card just for having the mobile app. All you need to do is is download the app, register the app, and enter through listening rewards. If you missed it earlier today, Mike Zimmer addressed the Linval Joseph injury. He's out for this Sunday's game. Here's what he said about the injury. He's out. All right. Here's what he said about picking up Andrew Sandejo midweek. We thought he, he could help us. Well, in that Andrew Sandejo move, they, they let go of Marcus Epps, and well, he was picked up by the Eagles. Here's what he said about losing Epps. Things happen all the time. So Mike Zimmer was pretty short with the media and everybody else today, so that's been your Score North download. Now back to the final segment of the week of Mackie and Judd with Rami. I love Shirley Zim. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> so does Royce, right, Patrick? Shirley Zim's the best. What was he grump about, grumpy about? Probably that. That's what I was wondering. That Probably that Linval Joseph, Joseph can't play on Sunday, and he's just grumpy in general because he wakes up grumpy a lot of days. I think. <laughs> I don't think. Uh, excuse me. I was taking a bite out of a peanut butter sandwich. <laughs> I didn't know he was coming back. Uh, so what? But nobody's said, written, or said, or done anything to irritate him. He just irritated because things aren't working out the way he'd hoped on the injury front, huh? Yeah, probably. Well, Sandejo, when, when they picked him up, a bunch of people said that was stupid, and he probably didn't like oh, that. Okay. So, But who knows with Zim? He's just, Krusty uh, Zim's the greatest. A bunch of people, including the one and only Judd Zulgad, from what I heard the other day. Yeah, it was a waste of time. <laughs> it was silliness. He, you think maybe special teams? I don't know. I have no idea what a 32-year-old who is basically... Wasn't he, uh, he was a good... Before he started, wasn't he a good special teamer? But he's 32 now, so who knows? Plus, don't we... Are we now upset about Anthony Harris? I thought he was uh, playing well, well enough. Didn't have a good game last week, and I think Zim takes your last game and holds it against you if he can. 
Okay. That might be it. I don't know. I feel like Pat should that answer every good. question with peanut butter in his mouth. That's sandwich good. That's my question. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I think it's gone now. I hope so. I hope so. Are you not looking at it? Or? Bad, bad food substance to eat. Right before you go on the radio, <laughs> the absolute wrong thing to eat. Right slide on right down, you know. <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, so, all right, what's your what's your feeling tomorrow? Go for Penn State. I have not watched Penn State at all. I have not seen anything of them. They haven't, you know, overwhelmed people. They beat Michigan by a touchdown at home. They, uh, you know, they were at home for that one. They seem to be a defensive team. You know, I didn't realize they were picked fourth to finish. Well, I guess Michigan and Ohio State, but they were picked to finish fourth in the uh, in the East when the year started. They weren't supposed to be great, but they've had a, certainly a phenomenal year. And they're, uh, the quarterback, they thought they were going to play after McSorley graduated. Uh, they uh, he he transferred. So uh, they're playing a kid, this Clifford, who's really played well, but he kind of came out of nowhere, too, for them. So uh, I don't know. Uh, I I think it'll be a defensive game, and somebody will win by three, three points, three to seven points, I think. I just don't know who because I haven't seen enough of Penn State. Are you giving the Gophers a better chance this weekend or the Vikings? I'd say it's equal. I'd say it's equal. Well, you know, you got the Vikings have a better team than Dallas. I think the I don't know that the Gophers have a better team, and uh, and the Vikings are playing on the and what what offsets that is the Vikings are playing on the road, and the Gophers are playing at home. So I I don't know. I I think it's a very uh, entertaining weekend of football. Although uh, you know, you better tomorrow we're gonna we're gonna see forty there tomorrow, right? Forty eventually forty five, right? Freezing, no, I can. Yeah, freezing like it is tonight. Correct, correct. Okay. Hey, hey, Patrick, where, where did the idea for the Star Tribune for one day to bring back the peach for the sports? I love it. It was very good, and I have no idea. I I was I walked in there yesterday after you know late late afternoon to to pick something up, and uh, they said, "Hey, look at this!" Yeah, it was terrific. It was a hell of an idea, and uh, you know those of us of a of a certain age uh, remember when that was the big deal uh, for the afterworld. I guess it must have started sometime in the late forties, but in the you know, when I was around in the fifties as a kid, uh, the Peach Sports section on uh, fall Saturdays filled with college football uh, was uh, was a big deal and it was uh, they didn't have nearly the space in the newspaper then as they didn't during the week they didn't devote right. nearly as much space as you know three three and a half pages most days but on Sundays uh, they'd have a 16 20 page section they'd covered now Sid was quoted in his column as saying they'd cover every big 10 game uh, that was not true, but they would cover uh, three other college football games, most of them Big Ten, on, as well as the Gopher game, sometimes three or four, and they would send, like, Dick Cullum, their sports columnist, who was their best football guy. He rarely was at Gopher games. He was uh, somewhere else in the Big Ten. And it was uh, it was huge. Reach for the peach, man. And if the Gophers won, uh, they sold a lot of extra newspapers yeah. on a Sunday. What are we going to do? Well, I was going to say, what are we going to do in 50 or 100 years? I mean, none of us are probably going to be around in 50 or 100 years. But uh, when we don't have ticket stubs or newspaper newspaper uh, front pages to commemorate big events that happen, especially... Yeah, we're going to walk around and wave our printouts. <laughs> I don't right. know yeah. what... 
It is. Uh, you know, that's what I'm thinking about this whole ticket deal. It's anti-paper. But how about the guy that, you know, uh, went to his first game with his grandkid, you know? And they, you know, and grandpa, he wants to show people at grandpa's funeral the, the two tickets that they had when they went to their first ball game together. And, oh, wait, uh, I'll show them to you on my iPhone or something. You know? That's going to be it. <laughs> It loses, yeah. Uh, yeah. it loses a lot, and and uh, of course, newspapers. If if I don't know who's going to be printing ten, twelve years from now, who knows how, how many papers will be around ten, twelve years from now? So, I don't know. I think I think you got to admit there's something when you look back and see that page. You know that there is something that brings it alive that does not bring it alive looking at it on a screen that's for sure i i would think everybody would agree with that uh pat because uh, you didn't join us for the write that down segment today we do have to officially come back to this and just make sure that you predicted but... dalvin cook would run for at least 103 yards two touchdowns and tear his knee against the yeah, Chiefs. No, i would go for three on those three things so that was a but parlay we ca- it was a parlay so you're over most people are happy you can't be so committed to write it down that you actually want the guy to tear up his knee so that no, what, no, what, no. what are you talking about if you say it you want it <laughs> we've rooted for bad things to yeah, before. yeah. <laughs> many times actually boy this you know okay Linville Joseph's not hurting, and Thielen's had a little, uh, you know, bump, but uh, they haven't had many, uh, many uh, injuries to deal with this year. It'll be interesting to see if uh, the luck holds up here in the last uh, seven games of the season. Yeah, staying healthy. So, uh, you know, that's 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 always half of it. You know, that in, in, yep. in football, it's you know, completely different animal. No matter what you project. You're you're not going to be nearly as good as you are if you don't stay somewhat healthy. Well, it's going to be a bizarro world on Monday if we're talking about a nine and zero Gophers team and and Vikings beating Dallas in prime time and Kirk Cousins shredding uh, <laughs> shredding a winning opponent on the road. But we'll, well, we'll see. what happens. I don't think that'll be a thing. But if the Gophers go to nine and zero, they're going to be in the top ten, and uh, people are going to uh, be uh, now look ahead and say they're going to be in the Big Ten title game. What's Sid uh, going to be like? Uh, that'll be uh, that'll be different. Cool, yeah. I need to I see I need to see Royce's Twitter at replies if the Gophers beat Penn State tomorrow. Well, I just wrote a good blog, uh, a long blog, uh, deciding that I've decided to uh, forgive uh, Heather Fleck for 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 ripping me on Twitter. <laughs> that, uh, I'm so fired. Well, that's published now. It's very big. I'm so fired up for this game. I've decided to forgive Heather for ripping me on see, Twitter. All you do is forgive Patrick. Yeah, you're that's a noble right. man. Noble yeah. man. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Pat. We'll see. Monday. Yeah, goodbye. <laughs> eat a peanut butter Go first. Sky your mom. Throw the ball. <laughs> Literally the worst thing you could eat before going on the radio. Well, I, was, I, didn't, I didn't know we were coming back. I was wondering because you could like hear that audible. Yeah. You know, the lip smacking. Yeah, the lip smacking. The and, gum stuck to the lips. And then the problem is the, the peanut butter stuck to the roof of your mouth, and then that gets to be a problem. That's tough. Yeah. Fortunately, I don't like it, so don't eat it. Hey, uh, tweet from they Doomsday. Used to get Mr. Ed to talk, by the way. What? What? That's how they got Mr. Ed to move his lips like he was Are you talking. serious? They would put peanut butter between his lips and his gums. <laughs> Are you serious? Yes. A horse is a horse, of course, of yeah. course, and no one can talk to a horse, of course. That is, of course, unless the horse is the famous Mr. Ed. Go right to the source and ask the horse. He'll give you the answer that you endorse. He's always on a steady course. Talk to Mr. Ed. Can we please over, put that, put that over a music bed? Tupac bed? People yakety yak the street and waste their time a day, but Mr. Ed will never speak unless he has something to say. Hey, tweet from Doomsday Man to end the show here. 
He said that Judd treats Rami like his little brother. Every good take or original joke, and Judd mocks or belittles Rami. Frankly, Rami, I'm amazed you haven't punched Judd in the throat yet. How do you know I haven't? Doomsday Man That's hates, hates Judd. That's the question, though. How do you know I haven't? We're only on the air for two hours a day at a time. Exactly right. That's right. And perhaps that would cause more mocking if you had. Judd might have gotten a throat punch and just didn't learn his lesson. That's a vicious cycle, then, because then you punch me in the throat, and then I kept mocking you, and then you're going to punch exactly. me in the throat Exactly, I'm going to have to punch you in the throat again. Yeah. Just make sure that we're rolling video when you do punch him in the throat, because it's good hashtag content. Don't punch me in the just throat, sure. it will hurt my content production. <laughs> no, then we can bring back the Judbot 3000. It'll be great. I wish I'd come back. We'll bring him back on Monday, maybe. We'll see what happens. Talk uh, some Vikings. I like Judbot. Hey, uh, we'll uh, we'll see you all at TCF Bank Stadium tomorrow. We're going to be <laughs> roaming have, around. I should have Judbot Judd sit in on Score North Live for an hour. We'll you should. <laughs> oh, he's got plenty of time. <laughs> you can find our podcast, Mackie and Judd with Rami, on the Score North app, Apple, or Spotify.